Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. <laughs> Today I want to talk about harmony and connection. I travel a lot. I've, I've been gone recently for five weeks. And when I come back, one of the things that has to be reestablished with myself and Michelle and with my community is uh, a sense of harmony and connection. And, and that <clears throat> sometimes we lose that even when we're sharing the same space for five weeks, you can, you can lose connection, you can lose harmony. Um, but so, but I'm especially aware of it when I'm away for a period of time. And for a lot of us, we can lose connection to ourselves connection to our purpose, connection to the meaning of life, to what we're here for, connection to our loved ones, our friends, our ideas, our bodies. And we can lose that harmony with ourselves and the people around us. You know, so many conflicts can arise at work um, and at home because we are not in harmony with each other. And this has come up because I've been reading this book called The Social Animal by David Brooks. And just in the introduction, he says, quote, If the study of the conscious mind highlight, highlights the importance of reason and analysis, study of the unconscious mind highlights the importance of passions and perception. If the outer mind highlights the power of the individual, the inner mind highlights the power of relationships and the invisible bonds between people. If the outer mind hungers for status, money, and applause, the inner mind hungers for harmony and connection, which are those moments when self-consciousness fades away and a purpose and a person is lost in a challenge, a cause, the love of another or the love of God. You know, in the, one of the past episodes, I talked about loss. I talked about losing my cell phone. But here we're talking about getting lost in a challenge, a cause, the love of another, or the love of God. It's where our self-consciousness fades away. That, to me, has been the joy of yoga. When I'm in yoga, I definitely... Uh, lose my self-consciousness halfway through because holding those poses, holding those positions are so tough that it forces you to be in your body. It forces you to think about your breath and your connection to the earth. And that's the beauty of, of any exercise that, you know, forces you to hold positions for a while and, to focus on your breathing. That's why yoga is so big. Pilates is big. Um, anything, just holding a position. Even, just notice holding eye contact. When was the last time you held eye contact with someone for longer than three seconds or, or I mean, let alone three minutes? Or holding someone. Just holding and hugging. When I... 99% of my hugs are pats on the back. It's like, pat, pat, all right, 
The next one, her handshake is very quick. Um, and so just to hold connection, just to allow an opportunity to let our self-consciousness fade away. That's how we build harmony and connection. I mean, when was the last time you got lost in a challenge? When I think about getting lost in a challenge, I think about uh, puzzles or Sudoku, or now they have these escape rooms. If you've never been to Las Vegas and you're a fan of Stephen King's It, they have an escape room, Las Vegas, or they have an escape room with an It uh, theme to it in Las Vegas, which is pretty cool. But so getting lost in a challenge, and that challenge could even be building something together. Uh, you know, they, there's so many jokes about couples arguing and fighting over building something from Ikea, trying to put the pieces together, and one person not wanting to read the directions, and the other person, um, you know, wanting to read the directions, and so they're butting heads. But kind of getting lost in that, uh, that's kind of, the, that's the joy of volunteering, of, you know, being part of a, the recycling team, or picking up trash off the beach. These are opportunities for us to lose our self-consciousness or at least allow it to fade away in a challenge or a cause or even the love of another person. You know, one of the questions I ask Michelle is, how can I serve you today? What do you need from me? What, would, what can I do so that you'd feel supported? Do you need help with anything? I'm, I'm creating a space, an opportunity for me to get lost in her, in her needs and, and what she wants. And that way we're, we're constantly building that connection. So now she's not worried about if she needs help, am I going to help her? She knows that on a daily basis, I'm going to check in. What do you need? What do you want? What do, is there something that we need to do? Like, you know, because I recognize that I have blind spots. I get caught up in the nine to five of things. Uh, you hear, you might hear me unzipping, unzipping my, um, my jacket. Um, and so I want to make sure that if there are needs that she has or wants that we can address that. And so getting lost in the, in the love, and you can even do this with your friends. Call a friend. If you feel lonely, if you feel um, detached or uh, maybe even ostracized on some level, call someone and say, hey, is there anything I could help you with? And you'd be surprised at the friends who, even if they say no, they'll be so honored that you called to ask them that, that, that they now feel like they have a resource of someone who, because most of the time we're receiving a call, let's be honest, whether receiving a call, a text, or email, it's somebody wanting something. They want time. They want money. They want energy. They, they want to talk. They, they want a, a donation. They want something from us. Very rarely do you receive a text, 
email, phone call, where somebody says, can I do something for you? Do you need support in any area? Do you need an ear to listen to? Uh, do you want me to send you a care package? Like, what What do you need? Do you need me to, you know, fire off some emails or take out the trash or come over and make you dinner or, or rake the leaves out your backyard? Like, what is it in what area could I help to support you? Do you need me to watch your kids, you know, paint? We have a, a somebody coming by, I think, tomorrow to give us an estimate or to actually today on, um, you know, getting the walls painted. That would be cool if we could have friends in those projects. I remember there was this movie, um, it was about, a, the, I think, The Blind Suspect or something. It was It's an old movie from the 90s. And a woman witnessed a murder, and now the murderer, the murderer saw her but couldn't get to her before she ran away. But the murderer is definitely after her. But the murderer doesn't know that she is visually impaired. So she heard what happened, but she didn't see, she didn't actually see the person. And so she ended up on a, um, uh, not Mormon compound. I, I forget what they call them, Amish. And, and part of the Amish community is they all get together, all the men get together to build a house for whoever needs a house. And then the women get together and they, they serve food and drinks and, and take care of that part of it. And I was like, wow, how beautiful is that? Like the whole community coming together to take care of one another and people putting down whatever you know, they had planned for that weekend or for that day or for that time period to support somebody else. So that there's, in, there's naturally ingrained in their culture um, a space where you're going to lose self-consciousness and contribute to a, a greater cause or something, um, you know, bigger than yourself. And we could even do this, find this harmony and connection when we get lost in the love of God or some higher power. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to make this religious. I know I have people of different religious backgrounds. So whether you represent a God or gods, or maybe you're even atheists, but there's something that we all bow down to, whether we bow down to a god, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's, um, you know, the rivers and nature, there's something that we kind of, um, you know, it could be even be sleep. Sleep could be your, your god or your higher power. But to allow yourself to get lost in whatever that is. So that might mean prayer and chanting. Community could be your God, you know, just being surrounded by a lot of people. So how do you get lost in that instead of being self-conscious? I read this story today about a guy, he goes to a party and really instead of engaging with people and talking to people or, um, you know, participating, just kind of stood against the wall. And, and I get that. We all have a level of shyness and um, introversion. Uh, however, he made the, this person made the decision to show up to a social event. And so here's an opportunity 
to become interested in other people instead of worrying about what people might think of you or worrying about if you're going to say or do the wrong thing. You have an opportunity to engage and be curious and be willing and open to have a new experience and meet new people outside of what you've been experiencing, right? Because we could have just stood on a wall at home. But here we showed up to the party. So let's participate. Let's engage. You know, let's, let's set a time limit. Let's go, you know what? For the next 10 minutes, I'm going to see how many people I can say hi to and shake hands with and, you know, how many phone numbers I can get. And then I'll leave. Even if you do that, that's better than, you know, spending an hour or two hours at a party and speaking to no one. And then you're kind of leaving with not what you walked in with, you're actually leaving with less because now that experience of having being in a social situation, not making friends, not engaging, not connecting, it only uh, validates your preconceived notions of why you don't go to these things, of why you do are shy. Like you, you're probably going to tell yourself, oh, "I stood on a wall for two hours." And didn't really, you know, talk to anybody. So there you go. I shouldn't go to these things. Versus taking initiative and having a new way to explore that same terrain and discover something new about yourself and something new about the people who are there. And 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 to kind of rewrite the narrative of what it means to be social and interactive and and also rediscover uh, parts of yourself that you may not even know that are there because, um, you know, instead of being in the arena, we're off to the side. And I, I know this is this can all be challenging, right? This this idea of harmony and, and connection, but simplistically, if we want to harmonize and feel connected. The first thing is to be present to our reality. Be present to our reality, right? And the, and, and the way to be present to our reality is to check in with the body. This is why yoga nidra is so great um, as something to listen to at bedtime because they will connect you with your body and your breathing. You know, just asking yourself, what is going on in my body right now? Is there any tension in any places? Is there any fluidity, any numbness, any tingling, any uh, tension? Is my heart racing? Is my breathing shallow? Like checking in with your body. Do I feel balanced on both feet? How's my posture? Are my ears lined up over my shoulders and shoulders lined up over my hips? Like, what's my posture? Am I, am I moving quickly and erratically? Am I fidgeting? What's going on in my body right now? Are my thoughts racing? You know, um, And then what about our feelings? Checking in with our, our feelings. This is another way to be present to our reality. You know, checking in, asking, how am I feeling right now? Am I angry? Am I disappointed? Am I frustrated? And I, I want you to notice that the, the question is, how am I feeling? 
a lot of times we ask ourselves, why am I feeling? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling disappointed? Why do I feel frustrated? And when we ask ourselves why questions, it makes us defensive. And it doesn't allow us to search for answers. We just want to defend. Of course I'm feeling angry because you said blah, blah, blah. Of course I'm disappointed. I mean, look at what just happened. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm frustrated. I'm not, oh, I'm not frustrated. What do you mean? Why am I frustrated? You know, that kind of thing. Versus how am I feeling? Am I feeling frustrated? Okay. Yes, I am feeling a little frustrated. I'm also feeling a little disappointed. And, um, or maybe even a little sad. And I feel like, you know, pressure on my chest. And, you know, I would rate that at like at a level of three or five. You know, so... Getting present is tuning into the body, tuning into the feelings, and then tuning into our mind. What thoughts are running through my head at this very moment? And we can write those down. We don't have to write all the thoughts down. But if there are thoughts that are reoccurring, then we need to write those down. If if you're waking up every day thinking about quitting your job or ending your life or having another drink, like, or maybe starting a business, or getting married, or you know, r- calling a friend and making amends, um, or you know, redoing the house. Like, what are those thoughts that are running through your mind at this moment? Or you know, I I should get into therapy. Um, what are the thoughts? Write those down. Because if they keep showing up, then it's something that we need to give attention to this because, you know, water shapes the rock. So whether we pay attention to it or not, it's having an effect on us. And so here's an opportunity to grab hold of the narrative. All right. Um, and then the, the other part, the, the, the last part that helps us to be present in reality is to Explore the world of phenomenon. What am I noticing going on in the world around me? What noises, sights, sounds, etc. am I experiencing in this moment? Like right now, I hear traffic on a highway outside. I'm looking at a white wall and my laptop and lights and a photo of my family, my sister, my nephew, my mom, and my girlfriend. Right. Um, and then I'm, I'm smelling the, the microphone <laughs> right now. That's the smell I'm taking in. And I'm feeling the, the clothes, I, you know, the cotton on my body from the clothes that I'm wearing. Um, so what are you experiencing right now? Tune into those. And one of the ways, and I've, I've mentioned this in the past, that really helps me to be present in reality is writing a haiku. A haiku is a five-seven-five type of poem that you can write um, at any moment. It doesn't have to rhyme. It could be like, I am podcasting about being present now. Life is so good. Yay. (laughs) That's five-seven-five. So five syllables, seven syllables, then five syllables. That's all it has to be. 
A haiku is such a beautiful thing. And you can look that up, H-A-I-K-U, haiku, um, and, and how to write those. It's so much fun. And I went through a period where I was writing one uh, almost every day for a couple of weeks. And it, it really does uh, allow you to feel grounded and present in reality so that we can restore our connection and harmonize with the world around us. Um, and then the second way that we can you know, get connected and harmonize is also to get in line or be aligned with what we need. We, you know, if, if you're a people pleaser, you spend a lot of energy and time worried about and focusing on and thinking about other people's needs. You're like, if I can just, if I take care of everybody else's needs, then peace and harmony will be restored. And then I can, I can breathe deeply. But what we find typically is that people have so many needs, Right from our friends, our family, to our work, our job, the emails, the messages, that, that we could spend our entire life trying to fulfill and address everyone's needs and not even make a dent, not even make a dent. And then we, then we go, oh, I'm so out of balance. I'm, you know, I feel um, uh, you know, overwhelmed and unappreciated. Uh, and, and those are legit, but we have to become aligned with what we need if we really want to have true connection and harmony, right? So to get back to balance or harmony, we have to be able to identify our needs and make requests of others to address them. Ask yourself, what would make a difference to me right now? Taking a walk to clear my head, stepping away from a situation, Having a conversation to clear up a difference of opinion. Asking a friend for help. Like, which one of those would help me get aligned with what I need? You know, because when we can achieve balance and harmony, if we determine what it is we need and then take action to fill that need, it's, it's a beautiful thing, right? And we have to be willing to ask for what it is we need. And that takes time, but we can't get clear on what we need until we sit with ourselves, right? Well, I'm going to say that again. We can't get clear on what we need until we sit with ourselves and get grounded and be present. A lot of times we think we're asking for what we need, and really what we're asking for is what we want. Like, like when what we want is usually money, power, food. It's all these external cravings, but what we need is that harmony and connection. I hope this episode was everything that you needed, and really thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling your friend, for you reaching out for help, for you calling the new 988 number or any of the international phone numbers that are listed in all the show notes. Uh, and you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.